welcome to the second part of the season finale of the Dutch Rise podcast today with Ethan and me, Jacob. Yes. And yeah, so we're going to continue where we left it off last time. And uh, if you haven't seen the last episode, so maybe you should check this episode, the last one out first, so that you're going to understand more references in yeah. general. There's so many spoilers. Like, it's... It's crazy. Insane. Yeah. yeah. And okay. uh, enjoy the show. Good. Have fun. Welcome back. Welcome. I'm I'm gonna give you the phone now, so you can oh, actually. Now I have to read them. I, I, uh, yeah. Okay. Number thirteen. Don't say the numbers. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna go further than that, but all right. Um, are we obligated to help others? Ooh, I like this one because that always pissed me off in my ethics class. Because Kant, <laughs> my one of my most disliked uh, philosophers, he's he says a uh, hard yes, mm-hmm. and I actually think we are not. I think you're already predest like <laughs> you, you want to say something. So yeah, I just think like helping others is good, but you're not obligated to do it. Like I think not doing anything is like the middle line <laughs> You're harming such a lazy others person. <laughs> is like not good and helping others is good but like just not helping is not in itself bad i, I think this is a question that you would need to answer like in context because okay. i i 100% agree with you in in some cases but for example if someone crashes into a tree on a road and it's like night, nobody else there. Yeah, you need and you to just call continue to drive on. Obviously, then yeah. you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, I think like, and you need to help. Yeah, there is no excuse to say I'm. I'm like in a hurry to, you know. Yeah, or I don't feel like it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. No, I see that like when someone is like in mortal danger, and dying in front of you then you should do something. <laughs> like, I'm not saying, yeah, just walk on, nobody cares. But we also had the example of, like, are you obligated to donate money to poor people? Yeah. And there, I think, no. Why not? Because I don't have the money to donate. But nevertheless, you could have more. Well, uh... I think maybe if you're, like, really, really rich... And giving away money would not affect your life quality at all. Then maybe, yeah, you do have an obligation to, like, get rid of your extra money in a way that benefits others. But if you're just, like, an average person where just money But what's counts, an average person? Yeah, see, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, just, I just know that when we had that discussion in philosophy, I was always kind of like... But dude, I I can't donate. That doesn't make me an asshole, though. No, but but I think you you have so many options to help people. Yeah. And I think if you believe in that, I I I would not actually say it's a bad thing to believe in it necessarily. In, I don't want to what? force you to help someone. Okay. But the issue is that 
we expect help from others. Yeah. And so it's respectful to actually also provide help. Kind of like... So like when we were talking about like safety before on this podcast, you expect the police to arrive. Yeah. That they help you. And so there is something that you give back towards them that they help you. It's called taxes. For example. Yeah. See, and that I understand. I think it's always like an equal exchange is necessary. But exactly, if you help someone who's in need and they're not in need because of you, like that's a different story. It's not (laughs) your fault. And also, I mean, the poor person is not going to give money back to you or anything else. It's just a donation. So I don't I think, think just that if you if you look at this that way then I mean we could immediately shoot the poor people because you know they're not going to do anything great for us, are they? No. But- <laughs> no, because that's harming. That's obviously bad. You you can't harm so them. So let's just let them live a miserable life. Isn't that harming as well? I don't know. If you didn't exist that wouldn't harm them either. So you not doing anything. So now you're denying kinda, your existence. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't know. No, I, I respect if someone says, I don't want to help you in some situations. But I would never say in general that we should not provide help because I believe that. Okay, I, I didn't say that either. But <laughs> it feels to me sort of that you want to say that. You don't okay. want to say like that extreme, but. I just feel like if I provide help to someone, yeah. although they didn't ask me for help, I just provide it, or I ask what I can help them. Yeah, That's a gesture of respect. And also a gesture that is really important if you live in a society, if you live with other people, and it should be a standard for people. It's what I regard as a really like a normal ground for a community to live together. Okay, see, that's where I kind of disagree. I think, like, what you said, I'm not saying you should not help people. That is not what I'm going for at all. No, I'm just saying that helping others is a virtue Mm -hmm. and not a requirement. Like, it's not the baseline. It's actually a good thing. Like, it's better than the norm. Yeah, and I, I just want to raise the you norm. You want to raise it. Okay, yeah. I want to lower it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I I respect your opinion, and I think actually it would be noble of me to have the same opinion, but I do not, unfortunately. Why do we experience emotion? Why? Yeah. Well, because it makes life a lot more fun. You think the reason is fun? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just think it's like some more advanced survival instinct in a way. Because if you like get angry or scared, it's you're, a further... You're sometimes too logical with these questions. Why? I mean, if it like, asks Biology why... always comes with a really good explanation for a lot of things, but then there are these smaller, tiny things that it struggles a lot more. Yeah, but I think if it's a why question, then it's justified to like be a little more technical about it because i don't think we have emotions for fun 
because then we wouldn't have every negative emotion ever. Well, I could turn it into that <laughs> if we have more fun, we survive longer, and then we're back to like a biological explanation. Okay. I just think it's like kind of just survival instincts, but like a bit more complex. So you think you fall in love because of survival instincts? Absolutely. Why? Yeah. Love is bullshit. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... What happened to our love? I don't know. No, it's just like a connection to another person that in a way just forces you to reproduce. That's it. That's the point. And it doesn't have any higher spiritual value or anything. In on a technical level, <laughs> I'm not saying it doesn't have any value to people. Yeah, but I'm saying like nature's purpose of making it isn't like oh yeah, this is some beautiful thing and we need to have it. So yeah, okay. You disagree? No, I don't necessarily. <laughs> okay. I just think that first of all, I don't think that nature thought anything when they yeah, when it, it created us. So no. just to make that that clear. Obviously. And I I think some elements, maybe even emotions, and this is why I think it's sort of for fun. It, it says, why do emotions exist, right? Why do we experience emotion? Okay, yeah. So I, I think, like, not everything that nature created had a purpose. Or maybe it was just experimenting with some shit. Yeah. Like Jacob. You're pointing at me. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, I do see that, but I think like over the course of evolu evolution, <laughs> evolution, <laughs> it also like weeds out weeds. It's four twenty. Oh my god! <laughs> it also weeds out like the more unnecessary <laughs> stuff. So mm. I do think like. Do you really think? Yeah. Why do we grow hair? I don't know, we just use evolution to is that smart. It it takes a long time, but it does happen eventually. Like if there but is wouldn't it be a lot better if you would like not be afraid of anything? No. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> and you just fight everything and die because you can't really estimate Yeah, but that way we we would only have like humans that would have would be really, really strong and would have no fear. But then they would all, like, constantly fight each other and be fucking idiots. So, no. But isn't wouldn't... that sort of evolution? <laughs> <laughs> Not if the species kills itself. We can move mm. on to the next question, which is, what is love? <laughs> what is love? Yeah. Oh, did you see that before, that they would come up next? Yes. Okay. But, I mean, love is an emotion, so it was, like, kind of fitting. What is love? Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's it's not an emotion necessarily. What is it? What is love? Oh, fuck off, baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I have two different understandings of love. I have a general one. I have the the Bob Marley one love love thing. Okay. Which is goes goes really much into the thing that we were talking about before about like raising the norm of accepting people, respecting people and living together with like it's a bit of hippie culture like you know <laughs> yeah 
Fine. And then there is love in a more and maybe personal personal sense. and also I think a lot more people connect love with that like when I say I love you but I think this part is sort of where it gets tricky for me to explain what it actually is because I only know like people tell you that they experience love or that they love someone or you love someone and you feel that and it's emotion it's for me it's an emotion in the first place yeah but then I cannot really relate to when someone else says to someone, I love you. I cannot relate to that. I don't really see how this person feels talking about love necessarily. Okay. I just can say what I think is love and this is a pure emotion. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like love is maybe something that connects you to another person. Because, like, as long as you don't love someone, and I'm, like, using love <laughs> in, like, a broad sense, like, not just romantic love or something, but if you love, like, also a friend, then that suddenly means that this friend also personally means something to you and isn't just some random But exactly person. this is where I struggle with it because, for me, I, I, I think it's, a like, a I use the word love in that context. Yeah. But it's really tough to describe what this word actually means. Yeah. I just think it means I would give a shit if something bad happened to you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Or maybe it also means I trust you or I don't want to see you sad. I don't know. Just stuff like that. Like, it just means that person isn't irrelevant in your life. Okay. Yeah. Which is, by the way, really close to the hippie culture, sort of. Yeah. Just that you like, you, you open it up for everybody, for everything. Yeah. If you love everyone, then that just means that you care about everyone. Okay. Yeah. Then, eh, again, what the fuck? Do people have free will? Did you skip something earlier? Uh, yeah, it does have. Does free will really exist? And now it's do people have free will? So They're do trying they? To <laughs> they really want us to fight. Okay, <laughs> I still say no. Especially when it's now directly connected to people. I I, I will continue to say yes. Alrighty. But but free will. I think free will is a bit. It, it's 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 a bit different from what we were talking about before whether free will exists because what you described is that everything has a cause yeah and free will does not necessarily mean that everything has a cause for me okay like i i well maybe i disagree more with the does do people really have in in that context free will but before the experiment that I always bring up is like if you roll a dice, nobody knows what's going to happen. Yeah. And if you, for example, connect a decision to that dice, it makes it impossible for you to know. Yeah. But like on a universal standpoint, it's given what it would be. Maybe. Okay, fine. Okay, I think we're going to stop here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
fucking free will. We, we really want to, and I, I think we're going to make an episode once about that, but then we need sort of more microphones and more people and... An audience and, like, exactly. chants when we throw yeah, fists. A bit like in the British Parliament, like... <laughs> Sort of All in the right. background, sort of, <laughs> bit of ambience. Oh, this is a good one. We had that in class, too. <laughs> is beauty objective or subjective? Subjective. You think? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, first of all, I agree. Nice. But, like, the opposite side... <laughs> I think this side. is, like, <laughs> the first time we're sort of... <laughs> okay, but, like, the opposite side just has, like, this idea that beauty is just like a quality that something either has or hasn't or doesn't have yeah and like in a way i can see that but alone like defining the characteristics of beauty depends on the subjective opinions of people yeah how they want to define beauty so it just doesn't really work in my opinion yeah it's easier to say it's subjective because it makes more sense because i think certain things are beautiful that other people think well, are ugly you you might be able to turn around and say that beauty is objective and say it that you just don't see it yeah but that's kind of that would sort of maybe be true but that's so snobby that's I'm like not sure what it is because say, because oh, the Mona Lisa is beautiful and I don't think she's beautiful. It's like kind of an ugly painting, but everyone is just like nuts for it and they're just like I'm not sure what they actually say it's beautiful. I think they do. Do they? Yeah. yeah that that I think that was no, one I, of the examples. Because I think art is a really good example of that. Yeah. And I I recently had a really interesting discussion about art because um Someone said that art must be entertaining, and I completely disagreed with that. Same. <laughs> and I started realizing that the way that you look at art is, is completely different. And so for, for me, the way that I described a good painting was it's something that I, without having any background knowledge necessarily, I can look at this painting and it opens up new things. I start to think. It, it sort of, I opens react. your mind. I react to this object or to yeah. this thing. Which, to be really honest, I, I just think that, you know, the Mona Lisa might as well be really beautiful. But a lot of people that say it's beautiful just say because it's the Mona Lisa, but they don't really see the beauty within this picture. They just think, oh, yeah, it's a really popular and well-known painting. Exactly, Therefore, that's that's what most people do. Yeah. I mean, they don't go to the gallery to see every image to go to the gallery to see the image that everybody else wants to see and I'm a lot of times I have parents that like especially my father took me <laughs> sometimes to galleries and even till today the way that I walk through you know a museum is to find these places where I feel comfortable connecting with the object or whatever is around there yeah and and trying to find the beauty and the reason why someone else might have put it into this museum and felt like this is a a nice thing yeah i think that's the right approach and the other one is kind of weak but nevertheless it could mean that if someone starts to see something as or looks at something and, and says it's beautiful that it actually is beautiful even if i can't see it so even if only one person thinks something is beautiful it's suddenly beautiful it might have an objective beauty to it okay yeah, I can see that. 
So you think beauty is also like scalable? Something can be extremely beautiful. No, that's not what I meant. Okay, I just wanted to say like that. I I personally feel like beauty is subjective because I do not agree with a lot of people when we're talking about beauty. Same. Doesn't necessarily mean that an object can't be beautiful, even if I don't see it. Yeah, I see both. And and then it would mean things. that it could be and could have an objective beauty to it. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying, <laughs> but at the same time, I just think it's hard to define said objective beauty. Yeah. So I'm kind of I mean, struggling with that. I mean, we tried before to describe beauty, so... Yeah, it's... I just struggle Nobody with that. Nobody tries to do that. Because it's just kind of impossible. Yeah. yeah. Then, is nature moving towards dissolution or integration? I have no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Um, Dissolution or integration? I will Google that real quick. the definition okay, of dissolution great. Uh, the action of formally ending or dismissing an assembly partnership or official body so uh, <laughs> or debauched living dissipation so yeah it's kind of just like falling apart and integration I mean I know what it means normally but in that context it's what? Thank you. The action or process of integrating. <laughs> That's um, a great definition there. It's really, I love it. Integrating. Then let's. Does it maybe want to focus on like whether something actually rather grows, whether nature grows, or whether it actually falls apart? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, like whether a tree, whether it's more important that the tree grows or, the, or that the tree falls apart. So that other trees can grow. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> Is nature moving towards dissolution or integration? Like my take is it's like a cycle. It just switches from one thing to the other and it just repeats over and over. Because when one thing disintegrates, <laughs> then it becomes a new thing. And then that but falls that apart again. But that would mean that it moves towards dissolution. Because Why? the thing... If you look at the long-term thing, what matters is that it's also... It's always again, falling apart. Exactly. Yeah, fine. It's, well, it's then it. I'm saying it's moving towards dissolution. But it will always like become a new thing again. So it's not like it's just all Maybe falling apart. Maybe we don't apart. really know that. Yeah. Well, what's what's your take? Nuclear waste and stuff is going to mess it up, maybe. Okay. But, like, in general, do you think it's heading... No, I, I think I agree with you, this illusion. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> We're on a roll today. <laughs> oh, come on. What gives life its meaning? I just think it's, like, maybe doing the things you think are valuable 
And if you do like nothing worthwhile, then your life doesn't really have meaning. Well, the issue that I have, if if the question would be what give, gives my life meaning, yeah, then I'd say like my happiness and the ability to live for the other things around me. Mm-hmm. But life itself is a bit more complex because I don't really think that much of life has a meaning. Okay. I think this is sort of a disillusionist concept of humans to give life a meaning. Yeah, I think that's like a thing you have to give yourself because there is no standard. Yeah, but standard. I mean, life, I, I don't mean like your personal life, but just life in general. We we tend to think that there is a bigger mm-hmm. picture I behind it, and I don't really see that. Yeah, I agree. I don't think life on its own has a meaning, but for an individual person, yeah, it you can give it meaning. Yeah. And then it becomes your life's meaning. Yeah. Cool. What the fuck? Is it time? Is it the condition and fulfillment of your soul? Is it death? I think that's like a follow-up to the previous question. I definitely don't see how time could be the meaning of life. How would that even work? Do, do you... Well, just the, the matter of... Would time exist if nothing would be there to measure time? Yeah. Really? I mean, then pretty much nothing would exist. Yeah, because nobody could... But it's it's not people. I think, like, I don't know, a canyon changing its form but would also... But I don't also... think that rock cares about time. It doesn't, but it can show the passage of time. Yeah, but nobody is there to look at it. No, but it still (laughs) clearly happened over the course of time, therefore proving that time is there, even if no actual person or being is there to perceive it. So then how can time be there if there is nobody to look at it? It just happens. Okay. I mean... You can also say space exists even if you're not in that space. So this is like Schrodinger's cat a bit. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think time has nothing to do with life. No, I disagree with you. Okay. You know, I, I think time might be the most valuable source that you have as a human being. Okay. So it can definitely be a meaning. For some for some people the meaning of life might be money or just doing the most and, with and your time. You, yeah, but then we're talking yeah. about time as a meaning. So that's what I I see, but I don't it's think It's not it's it's I you could look at it at, in that way. Okay. And I think we would both agree with it then. In a way, yeah, but I don't think like time is the most important variable here. Because, what else? I mean, if you, like, die tomorrow, then what? <laughs> yeah, then you you didn't really use your time. Yeah. So I think it is one of our most... But it, it isn't, like, the meaning itself. It's more like what you do during that time. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> and now, is it the condition and fulfillment of your soul? I think that's, like, the closest to what I was saying earlier. 
Yeah, I was thinking about it, and I, I think sort of, but also I don't think really much that what I want is that much connected to my soul. Okay, then what is it? What? That what is it connected to? Like what I want to do. Yeah, but isn't it like your soul the one that says... I struggle with the soul thing. Okay, fine. Yeah, I think soul is also a weird thing. But like, <laughs> if I had a soul, then yeah. I assume the soul is what tells me what my morals are, what my goals and dreams are. And therefore, if I have a happy, healthy soul, then I'm probably also living a happy life. Mm-hmm. And that's what gives my life meaning, probably. I don't know. Now, <laughs> is it death? I mean, we talked before about like nature. Yeah. And there we sort of went towards dissolution. Dissolution, yeah. Dissolution. So, yeah, it has some... There is some truth to that. Yeah. But I also think the wording is a bit difficult because I don't <laughs> think death is the meaning of life, but death certainly gives life meaning. Why? Because if you were immortal, then it literally just wouldn't matter what the fuck you do because like, it never ends. You could still jump off a roof. No, if you don't die. If you literally don't you're not able to die yeah you just live forever no matter what the hell you do then i don't think life would have as much of a meaning okay because you could just do whatever you want go in every moral or lifestyle direction you want and it would have very little consequences so yeah i'm not sure what that would be because time would still pass. Yeah. The year wouldn't be faster. Yeah. So if you're spending 400 years in a prison. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Then I think that you will look at that from a different perspective. But then it's the 401st years and I'm free and I can do whatever. If you survive that because I'm... I'm you will. You can't die. Well, it's just a concept and then I struggle with. <laughs> you just cannot die then I don't think anything matters anymore. Or at least well, a lot less. Well, time still matters. I mean, we can also like come up with a five million year... In prison. Yeah. Well, that would suck ass. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're immortal... Imagine that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sentenced to five million. million years. Jeez, what would you have to do? To get that sentence. I mean, Jesus. I mean, it might not even be that bad thing if you're if you're not able to die. I mean, it's going to be the same judge in five million years. <laughs> uh, everyone else is immortal too. Okay. Well, Well, that that's okay. I mean, now we're creating sort of um, an alternate universe. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just think like death just makes... It's like the time limit... Mm-hmm. that makes life a bit more like you need to get to the point yeah let's let's put it like that and great your phone yay all right what are oh god the universal human rights universal human rights yeah like the basic rights every human should have 
and if they don't have it, then someone needs to be made accountable for it. The universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's sue the universe. Um. Well, I think like basic survival, like having enough food and water. That's pretty much a right then nobody can randomly come up to you and kill you without there being any consequences. The, the issue that I have with this is, honestly, I don't think you have any rights. Thank you. Because <laughs> if you formulated the way that it's formulated there, it's... I, I always struggle with when people say, like, you know, you, you don't really earn life, do you? No. You just get life and, you know. Now I have it. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing you can do about it (laughs) except kill me. (laughs) Yeah. And so if we would agree on, like, human rights, which we have, by the way. Yeah. Oh, really? (laughs) The issue that I see is that we're a lot of times not able to actually, like, live up to these. Why? Because people die all the time, for example. Yeah, by natural causes most. So what you would need to explain to me by, if you answer this question, is how are you, how can I make you responsible if these things are not being... You won't, and you can't. I'm so not what's say- the sense of something that you cannot make someone responsible for? I'm not saying someone, I'm just saying I'm not responsible. So who's responsible for them? I would say like, I don't know, high political officials should at least see that everything in their own country is like going yeah, according but to Yeah, sometimes those. they're not doing that, so... Yeah, and that is unacceptable. But we don't do that much about that. Because it's not my... I'm not a different but We're talking about like basic universal human rights. Yeah. So you as a human are also enjoying these rights and others are not. Yeah. So I think you have some responsibility... If you're saying that food and water is something necessary. Yeah. That you're also, if you have enough food and enough water, which you do. Yeah. That you actually provide this to others as well. Because it's a basic universal human right. Okay, first of all, it would be kind of a hassle to like mail it somewhere. But yeah, I do see what you mean. So we're back to like helping each I, other. I, we are exactly back. I hate it. But... <laughs> I just think it's not my personal just responsibility. Lazy. No, you are. I'm fucking poor. I can't afford to feed every person on this planet. I cannot. No, but maybe one more. One more person. Yeah. Okay. I mean, don't you see like the little African boys? In Five bucks will give them like a whole four weeks of school meals. Don't you feel miserable about that? (laughs) I mean, obviously, I think it's unacceptable that some people have to go through that. But I also don't think it's my personal responsibility to do something about it. (laughs) I'm an awful (laughs) person. so funny. (laughs) I I am so bad. Oh, my God. No, I'm actually not going to... I don't think that you're bad. This is... I mean, I'm not even giving them any human rights. (laughs) <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> You're just saying, yeah, they deserve to die. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying if you 
if you create rights, it's back to safety and like helping each other. You need to be able to live up to the standards that you sort of want to ensure. If you can't ensure, if you cannot ensure a right, then there is no justice system. Yeah, but I see, like, if I was a person in power, then I would also definitely do more about it because I can. Like, if I was, I don't know, some president of some country, Mm -hmm. then I would, like, use my higher negotiative power to, like, make sure, hey, maybe, dude, people in your country are kind of dying maybe (laughs) stop that i would do that if i could but like personally right now i can only hypothesize about it and not actually implement those standards i would want implemented Yeah, but nevertheless, I think that you're also profiting sort of of these human rights, like in Switzerland, for example. The ones we have right now. Yeah, so... Yeah. I think you have some responsibility to actually live up to these standards. And, and like, provide these standards to others as well. Okay. Because we're talking about, like, fundamental basics. Yeah. I do see that. But I still don't think it's, like, the singular person's responsibility and more like humanity as a whole should aim to give everyone the same one love (laughs) yeah (laughs) we keep going back to the same thing i think so yeah but yeah i just think like nobody should suffer unnecessarily you bring yourself not in a better position with every word you're saying why well, because how do you want to ensure that nobody is suffering? I'm not ensuring that. I'm just saying that <laughs> should be how it is. Okay. So now you're not the practical one. Why? Because you won't implement it. <laughs> I mean, I've never implemented everything I said so far. But yeah, I just think that's how it should be. And what actually pisses me off... <laughs> Oh my god, that was also the main thing about ethics that pissed me off. It's always about that shitty human dignity. And with that human dignity, they explain or justify our human rights. Meanwhile, I don't think human dignity exists. Because humans are not like more valuable than any other life form. Yeah. But I'm, I can like honestly say... I'm a human, mm-hmm. and if I were in a shittier place, then I would still want these certain human rights. So I can say from my perspective, I will always want these rights, and therefore I can call them un- universal human rights. But it's not because humans are more valuable. It's because I'm a human, and I have a personal interest in these rights. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, if I was a horse... Then I would want universal horse rights and I wouldn't want people to eat me or, like, ride me. (laughs) So, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, that's my take. What is a fair society? I think a respectful society. Okay. And a society that believes in a principle of equality. Yeah. I agree. 
I just think it's definitely where everyone has an equal chance to... Well, this is sort of the thing where I'm already saying, like, it's it's something where I'm not always sure whether that's true, like in a country like Switzerland, for example. Yeah, it's not. And I don't think Switzerland okay. is a fair society. Okay, good. <laughs> because we have, like, many, many multi-millionaires and then still other people like who are you. dependent on healthcare. Poor, poor Ethan. Yes, I'm starving right now. Dependent on healthcare. <laughs> Wait. No, what's the the thing? <laughs> what was it called? Like when the state social actually, support or something. Yeah, like. something like that. Yeah. Just there's a big margin between the richest and the poorest. There is. Yeah. But I mean, not only, for example, just to say, so like not only in money, in ways of money, but also if we have a lot of people that come from other like countries, if your parents don't speak German, you're going to have a tougher start of life, like in school, learning the language, it's going to be tougher for you. Yeah. So that's not equal. And you think that's an unfair society? That's what I said. Okay. I'm just trying to bring up another bring, okay. argument for like what you said. That I don't think that we necessarily live in an unfair situation. Society, yes. Society. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I see the same things as you do. Yeah. Cool. But I think we just need a minimum fair. I mean, I don't want to live in a society where it's 100% fair. Why? Because that wouldn't work. Why? You couldn't be individual anymore. <laughs> I mean, I just, I want you to elaborate. Well, because it wouldn't be fair if you're a bit more self-confidence than the other one. No. Because you're going to go further if you're a bit more self-confident. Somebody might have depression, so now everybody else needs to have depression. Why? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> I think there's a difference between fairness and everyone being exactly the same. There's a difference. Yeah, but, but it's a... Uh, like in a game, yeah, a game is then fair when everybody has exactly the same chance. Okay. I'm trying to think it through. Like, I don't know, in Monopoly. It's, it, <laughs> Take a the, simpler game. The, Take like okay. rolling a dice. Fine. No, that's too simple. But like, just Why? say, in most games, there's like the rule that the youngest person gets to play first and like the next turn is the next oldest. And, and like the oldest person has the last turn yeah you and don't play a lot of games but okay why there are a lot of games to do it differently but doesn't okay. matter i'm just saying in like yeah. some board games that is the rule anyways I just don't know why you want to go with that i don't know <laughs> and that is like to create fairness no it's just <laughs> no it's why <laughs> then why else it's just because that you don't need to fight who is going to start but then why doesn't the oldest start you can start with the oldest. No, but it always says the youngest starts. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes says the oldest should start. Really? Yeah. Because maybe in those games, the first one has a disadvantage. I don't know. I just, I always thought the order was to create a bit more of an even ground because like young kids who play are usually a bit more stupid <laughs> no. and that parents have That's more. so nice of you to think that way. Okay, fine. Then never mind. All right, why do we create art? No, wait a second. I think we weren't finished there. We weren't? No. Okay. 
Then what's what more do you have to say? Like I, I just think that a fair society or a fair like country, for me, you ask me why I did not want to live in one, and I said it's because of this equal. Okay. I, I think that fairness is a construct that is once again very human, but that is not. I mean, there is mathematical fairness. Yeah. But this only exists because we have, for example, rolling a dice and they're just, it's the same probability for each possible result. Yeah. But there is no similar fairness in a society and there will never be. And I also wouldn't say that it's healthy to strive towards a fair society because it's going to be an overregulated society and it's going to be a society that there's so many rules that I think the rules will like start to destroy fairness again because it's going to be such a complex system of it's like when you said and brought up the example with the game with which has the rule that who should start it's it's really a complex rule actually because it basically says it could also just say you know someone starts <laughs> okay yeah right yeah and you you create a rule to make it sort of feel like harmony yeah it's not going to feel like harmony at all okay well, okay, I'm trying to like think of a different example because I personally think fairness is very valuable. Yeah. And like for example, to me fairness isn't everyone has the same uh, chance to get the job. To me fairness is everyone who is equally capable to do this job should have the same chance to get the job. Do do you see what I'm getting at? Like it's not just like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's not everyone. That's just a non-realistic scenario. Why? So I make an example, and I think then we need to move on. Okay. We have a job. Yeah. A woman and a man apply to that job. Yeah. They're in their thirties. Mm-hmm. They have exactly the same resume to this point. Yeah. Both have been married for now two years. Okay. Both say they want children. Okay. So, f- from an employer's point of view, which one do you take? Yeah. You, I don't know, you should roll the dice. Or maybe then... But from a from a mathematical and from a sort of, I'm not going to say like normal, but just from a logical standpoint, you could say and argue, well, the man, if there are going to be children, he might work a bit less, but he is at least not going to miss like half a year of working for us and we need to pay him, whereas the, mo- as the woman does. Okay. Now, you can be fair and say, well, I don't care that much about this thing and I want to support the woman in our position. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're fair towards the man, is it? Because if you look on paper, the man would be the better choice. Yeah, but see, I think like also in a fair society, those things would have to be regulated differently because either then a man also oh, gets like back a, to regulations. a pattern, I don't know, father's day off from work or something. I don't know yeah. how it's called whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, I just think those kind of things should not make a difference. But they and, do. And as long as they do then those des- decisions like in favor of the men are also justified. I, I do think those are but justified. when will this be different? When the government like pays for the... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. 
I'm just okay. like hypothetical. Yeah. I think fairness by itself is good. Mm-hmm. It just needs to be implemented in a smart way. Okay. Yeah. Next mm-hmm. and last question. Oh. Um, why do we create art? Do you create art? I do. Cool. What do you do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I wouldn't call myself an artist, but I think you could call some thought experiments, some projects like making movies, taking photographs, yeah, drawing. That's art. Writing. Yeah, it, for me it's it's creative, being creative, not necessarily art. Okay. Because I don't I would never call myself an artist. Okay. I think this is someone else's like someone else should be the judge for judging my okay. creations and then considering them art or not. Okay. I do that because I think that creativity is one of the most valuable things in my life. And because it's something that makes so much sense to me because it's just the pure act of creating something, which, yeah, I think is is really fun. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. So you think people create art for fun? No, for creating. Just for the sake of creating something. Yeah. Okay. I think this is like the first the first reason. Like I mean you could look at the painting or you could draw a painting. Yeah. And there are people that are more on the side of like doing stuff and there are more people that, <laughs> that want to comment on shit. Yeah. But I also think like if you look at a, like a really beautiful painting mm-hmm. versus drawing and you know you can't really draw well, then maybe looking at the painting has more value. But it doesn't mean that it's like there's not like a more artistic art. Okay, fine. I'm trying to think why I create art and... So what type of art do you create? I also write or draw and yeah, mainly those two. But uh, I think it's because I've just done it since I was a little kid. And it's just like, by now, it's the only thing I'm actually particularly good at. So I'm just thinking, okay, might as well, (laughs) might as well do this. Okay. Or no, actually, I think it's because when I, I don't know, watch a new show or read a book, Mm -hmm. then I always like, I think it's incredibly interesting how you can connect to a fictional person. And (laughs) I think I like also creating fictional people that other people can connect to. Yeah. And I think that's a really nice thing. Yeah. So maybe it's also that. It's also, I think, one of the easiest ways to escape reality. Yeah, because you create a new universe. You can do whatever you want in that. Yeah. This is what I like what I love about children like when I was working with children one of the coolest thing is like if you were like in a room like with three or four children they were like playing whatever like pirates whatever you could just like pull out your hand and say this is a gun now and everyone goes along and everybody is like whoa (laughs) or you can be well I want to be a tiger and now you're a tiger yeah and this 
illusion works so well with children they're able to like use all this, these tools that that they have that they know of yeah to create something yeah that's cool and so i think create creativeness or like just creativity is something that is really important for me when i meet people or when i'm together with people people that are not creative they lack sort of a an imagination feature yeah, they're kind of boring <laughs> i'm not going to say they're boring they might have a big knowledge and everything but they just they struggle a lot more with like a vision yeah or a picture that is not real or just like yeah yeah, but I still think it's, like, harder to be entertained by them. Because, like, yeah, knowledge is cool, <laughs> and I'm learning something, <laughs> but it might not necessarily, like, be exciting. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that's true. I think, like, creativity is uh, important. So, so do you think that our podcast goes yeah. towards art? No. <laughs> no. I wouldn't call it art, and I don't think any podcast I know I would classify as art. It's mostly just, like, rambling. And it can be entertaining, and it can be fun. Yeah. But it's not art. Unless, like, someone put, like... So why do we make the fucking podcast? I don't know. (laughs) Well, we're certainly not artists right now. I don't have that feeling. I, I think there is there is some sorts of creative aspect that flow into the podcast where that I'm not saying it's not creative, but yeah. And maybe in like 200 years like people are going to like listen to podcasts in a museum, you never know. Yeah. And then they're going to be like crying tears, feeling really inspired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or or just bored. <laughs> yeah. Probably that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had a good run. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) What did you learn? Today? No, like from the podcast as a whole. I think... Well, first of all, I appreciate that we did this project. And I tend to say that we did now 20 episodes, which is close to like half a year. Not not exactly. Actually 21 yeah, 21 episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the first thing that I learned, which is a really valuable lesson, is how to put out a piece of creative work every week. Consistently. Consistently, yeah. which was a challenge sometimes. Uh, you definitely hear that as well in yeah. the podcast. <laughs> but uh, it was uh, therefore a good experience. I learned to edit audio better. I'm I'm proud. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you didn't? No. <laughs> um, and I learned a lot about you. Yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah, that's. I a, think that's my main experience. <laughs> the side effect of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mainly like learned how to get to your house. Yeah, you know now where I live. Yeah, and uh, I know you make good tea. Oh, thank and, you. <laughs> and yeah, I think I learned a little less, but I still think we had some insightful conversations Mm -hmm. so do you want to say anything about the future how specify no i mean just in general like do you think there is gonna come something after the podcast or do you think maybe i think maybe (laughs) once we have like enough ideas yeah 
then maybe we can start again. I think just to explain why we're finishing or sort of taking a break, I guess. Yeah. Is for, for me, it's mostly because I don't really know. Like, I, I explained to you this before that we had a goal of just making it on a, bringing it onto a constant base. And now we sort of, I think we would need to find a new goal to like work towards. Yeah, because we already did it. Yeah. For like High twenty, five. yeah. <laughs> no, I I'm actually proud we did it like yeah, twenty also, weeks. That's pretty crazy, actually. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, while we look for a new goal, you just have to wait a little, dear viewers. There might be maybe an episode coming up at one point which is going to be like including more people, or just for the sake of like having once the discussion about the free will thing, because yeah. this is something that we really desperately want to do. But otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Hang on in there in 2019. Yeah. And um, see you maybe in the next one. Hopefully. Bye. Bye.